Take a look at Mandalorian is proudly brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. Welcome to Take It Like a Mandalorian. Today we are here to review Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. I'm Dando and I'm joined by... Guy Davis. Very nice to be here today, Dando. And if you ever had any doubt that The Mandalorian was in fact a western in Star Wars clothing, in Bespin, Beskin armour? What what, what's his armour called? Um, Boskin? Beskin? Bes- Bespin? Bespin is... Bespin's the cloud Bespin's city. Bespin's the cloud city, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't this Mandalorian armour? It's got a name. It starts with a B. It's like, oh, okay. It's well, like I don't... Bosk, anyway. Lost on me. <sighs> well, anyway... If you had any doubt that this was a Western in Star Wars garb, as you said, this episode was titled The Gunslinger. Yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's very much a Western. It was, now this was the episode that has had more fan service than any other. This basically just was a... It was me fanboying out for the entire episode. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But I, I've, I've read a lot of people didn't like it because of it. Like, I, a couple of people at work, I said to them, oh, how good was a new episode? They go, kind of put me off the show because it's just trying to pander to the fans. Oh, and I was like, okay. I feel like they incorporated a lot of the old school elements but in a way that made sense and it wasn't just to say hey look huh, huh, huh. I mean, he went to the cantina I get it yeah. and stuff like that but it worked for me I, li- I loved it I got, I got no problem with fan service if it's fan service to the service of a greater story yeah. or, or you know to, or even to a small story like this one and if it's not sort of beating you over the head I mean or you know if it feels organic I mean look everyone loves Rogue One um, at the end or down the later end, at the end of, the Rogue, end of Rogue One, one. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time it's kind of like this movie didn't need it, but I'm glad it's there. But, yeah, it uh, didn't need it, did yeah. it? Yeah, and, you know, look, you could very easily make the argument, no, he didn't need to be on Tatooine. He didn't, you have, didn't have to name-check the huts. He didn't have to go to the cantina. You didn't have to, you know, encounter Tusken Raiders. I'm really glad that you did. Yeah. I'm really glad that we did. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was cool just being able to go back and seeing what Moss Eisley's like now, yeah. after, after the Empire. Yeah, and I think we're all sort of savvy enough to know when someone's going, eh? Uh, it, it's the sand people from the first, from you How know. fucking cool was that when you that, turned around and really right good. there? Yeah, and all, in all honesty, when um, you know, a, I wrote I wrote down what he said, but uh, it was um, you know, oh yeah, Tuscans think they're the locals. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I never thought of that before. It's it's like, yeah, it probably is their planet, and you yeah. know, here come you know all these Bounty humans or whatever, and, yeah, or, yeah, everyone else sort of you know taking up space. It's like. It's probably a Tuscan planet, dude. Yeah, yeah I'd, ne- I'd never really considered that nah. in forty-something years of Star Wars nope. fandom. No, nope. and I just thought, okay, Tuscan Raiders are you know just an evil threat on this planet. It's like, probably their planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, <laughs> we're the invaders. Yeah, yeah but having the way you know, he communicated to him as well. Yeah, like it was yeah. just I, I love that scene. But everything, having everything from the Dune Sea to Dewback lizards. Yeah, I don't know. I, Even the little droids. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it wasn't overbearing. It was just like. Just a little sort of a tickle of your memory. Yeah, it's like remember that, remember that. It's good. It was pretty cool having the um the new bounty, the young bounty hunter sitting in the same chair as Han Solo. Yeah, I was thinking that exactly yeah. when you first saw him. The also the first thing I thought when I saw him was like, is that Zac Efron? Is I, he, I is, thought that too. Yeah, is, is, is that who you've cast? <laughs> I mean, I like Zac Efron just fine. He's you know really showing a lot of uh, yeah a lot of ambition, a lot of range. But then then you realise it's this other guy. It's act- the actor is Jake Cannavale. 
son of Bobby Cannavale really? from The Irishman, which we talked about the other week, uh, Vinyl, and a bunch of other stuff. He's also Rose, Byrne, boy, Rose Byrne's boyfriend, for which I will eternally hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I should be Rose Byrne's boyfriend. How, why aren't you? I know. <laughs> well, actually, you caught me at the right time because I'm actually taking off to Bali tomorrow yeah. for eight days with the lovely Louise. Yeah. So, yeah, bad luck with Looking forward to it? You dipped it. Am I? I've never, I've never been to Bali. This is my first time. Yeah, are you scared? <laughs> actually, I'll tell you, my, my, last time my sister was over there, she came back with typhoid. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think you mentioned that, actually. But, but she was hand-washing elephants, you well, know, that, which is yeah. apparently a thing you do over there. So <laughs> don't, don't do that. Not a thing I'll be doing over there. I'll be drinking cocktails and <laughs> sitting by the beach for eight days, man, so sitting by the pool. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll be careful. <laughs> I, will, I will be very disappointed if you don't rock up to the next podcast in a bing-tang. <laughs> <laughs> and three burnt DVDs. <laughs> You come back with a suitcase full of DVDs and some Bali burn. I remember I have a friend who used to go to Bali regularly. I'd give him a list of all the movies I wanted. This is pre-downloading and things like that. You know, he'd always come back with a suitcase, a plastic bag full of all these little just loose leaves. My Ooh. friends were like that as well. They'd always come back with like 50 movies that cost them maybe 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. All right. Um, um, but The Mandalorian, which we are watching legally on we, Disney+. Plus, We are indeed watching it legally on Disney+. Plus. Um, <laughs> when you see like the titles, do you sit there and go... I wonder what this is going to be about. Like, do you try and break down what the title's called, or do you just get stuck into it? Um, I, well, the, I saw the gunslinger, and I thought, hmm. I wonder. I, I, I immediately thought, is it going to be like some sort of like gun you, battle? You initially, you, you would think like showdown, wouldn't you? You, know, you would yeah. think, yeah, like a showdown in the high street or something yeah. like that. But uh, and it kind of was at the end. You did have that, but uh, not in ways you expected. No. I mean, uh, I like that it sort of. You know, by the end, went for the double cross. Ooh, no, the triple cross. Mm, uh, and, you know, it all went very, very organically, as, as we were saying. But uh, they planted those seeds through the episode of what did. that device was. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how great uh, was Amy, by the way? She was very good. And also, probably the last person I expected Unexpected. to see in a, uh, in a Star Wars series. She was but, just uh, so motherly, but yeah. still strong. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Amy Sedaris is someone that, you know, if you've got taste, you like. I mean, she was um, in Strangers with Candy, and yeah. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, it's funny, you know, how they have the, uh, the storyboard pictures at the mm. end, and they showed that character. And yeah. she looked a lot more sort of frail. Wizard. Yeah. Look yeah. a bit sort of. Yoda <laughs> It's like a human yeah, old Yeah I guess so yeah. Like an old lady Yoda Like those creatures from Luke yeah. Skywalker's planet You know the old uh, maid creatures Yes yeah. yeah yeah A bit like that But also you know human Yeah And, and then they've got <laughs> <laughs> But then you got Amy Sedaris Who yeah is, is not that old And has a bit more Sort of vitality in life And spunk and wit about her And yeah I really like What she brought to the table here Yeah I, I loved that Because when Baby Yoda came out I was like Oh no she's going to Kidnap him blah, blah, blah. No she took him Under her wing And looked after him Well that's because Everybody loves Yoda yeah, so yeah As well they should I mean You know And if we're talking about fan service, yeah, they're really steering into how cute Yodita was because now he's was he is he always been making little squeaks and coos and he's all doing that it a lot more now. He's doing it a lot more this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Yodito wasn't really in this episode all that much, but was in it enough to satisfy my needs. Very much. So. <laughs> no, he, he, he gets up and does a little walk around. He pulls a sleepy face. He goes. Yeah, he has to disobey him. Yes, yeah. disobey the Mandalorian. Yes, to coo, <laughs> and he has to yes, seem walk. Yeah, that, that, that's the criteria. That's pretty much it. You, you give us that, and then we can get on with the rest of the story. Yeah. which was a, uh, which I was uh, very happy about. You know, you you realize, oh, okay, we're on Tatooine. Yep. Oh, they're pulling into Mos Eisley, the no greater hive of scum and villainy. That's when, when, fantastic. When I when I heard him say that, because I sort of was paying attention, sort of wasn't. And we said Mos Eisley, I went, wait a minute. 
Go back 10 seconds. Did he just say Moss fucking ice, please? (laughs) (laughs) And just in case you uh, had forgotten that this was a pretty lawless, scummy joint, there's a shit ton of stormtrooper heads on pikes. Or helmets on pikes, but they're a bit bloody, so I wouldn't be surprised if the heads were still in the helmets. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Moss Eisley, yeah, definitely the the wrong side of town on on Tatooine. I feel like this show is doing so well at the moment. I think it's introducing new characters, new epi- every episode, but making you care about them in the space of 20 minutes. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, you're still sort of caring about the uh, the Mandalorian, even if he's not doing a whole lot. I mean, uh, you know, you're, not, you're certainly not seeing his face. I think Pedro Pascal is really just doing a lot with his voice. I mean, even just that... Uh, that first thing he says during the space battle where he goes, oh, I can bring you in warmer, I can bring you in cold, and then, you know, Mando you know, blows his spaceships away and says, that's my line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's really just What an action it. star. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, it's sort of, it's, you know, got that real Clint Eastwood coolness, but with a little bit of underlying warmth as well. Yeah, yeah. A good sense of humour. Did so, you know that Pedro hasn't been the Mandalorian for the whole episode, whole series? I was just reading about that. I yeah. could not believe it. The whole last episode, he wasn't in it. I didn't know that. I Bryce didn't know that. Sanctuary, he wasn't there at all. For Bryce oh, Dallas Howard. okay. Oh, he obviously did the voice acting, but he didn't act it out at all. No, no. Well, someone who's actually in the Mandalorian suit is an actor and stunt performer named, I think it's Brendan. Brendan, yeah. Wade. Yep. Uh, Wayne, sorry, who's the grandson of John Wayne. The, uh, Grand- the Really? Yeah. So, okay. another Western connection right there. Do you reckon he used that name to get into his gig? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I mean, if, if you're related to John Wayne, you're using that, right? I think you use it. There's why, nothing. Why, why there's there's nothing wrong with using a connection in Hollywood. Hollywood's built on nepotism, man. It's yeah, a, yeah it's, it's a company town. It's a family town. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, look, if you've got the family connection, by all means, use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Pedro certainly, you know, using the the voice to to great advantage, and you know, you've got these other sort of cool physical guys who can, you know, carry the load. Sometimes I think this has been the most talked about episode since the pilot because of that last scene where we see someone walking up to what was her name I've got it written here uh, Fennec Shan played mm. by Ming Nan, Ming Ming Na Wen Na Wen yes. yeah I think who was the original voice of Mulan oh okay back cool back in the day or certainly You're full of these fun facts aren't you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just human Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so but yeah, yeah, who so was that I, yeah. I, have, I have no idea and I think uh, I wrote ever- in my notes on uh, in capital letters who was that at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is saying Boba Fett. It's not Boba Fett. Everyone take a chill pill. Boba Fett is currently being digested by the Sarlacc. Yes, he will was not. Is it, it the Sarlacc? Uh, in the, the big Sarlacc pit, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He will not be in this show. No. No. We've, we've already got one cool dude in armour. I mean, they were definitely teasing you, making you, wanting you to think it was Boba Fett because they even had, if you actually listen, the sound effect of the jingle was the same sound effect uh, of him walking into the room on uh, Bespin in Cloud uh, City. So I was just trying to sort of go, hey, you old school fans, it's, it's this guy again. See, no. Again, fan service, but not beating you over the head with yeah. it. I mean, I, I had no idea that that was that kind of thing. I was just like, oh, here's someone that I'm not seeing. Mm. Who could it be? I'm going to have to tune in next episode to yeah. find out. I, I thought it was interesting that the droids are now serving people at the cantina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, normally they don't even serve their kind of nah. and now they're, now they're serving, serving them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Mos Eisley, uh, the whole spaceport seemed very kind of quiet. Yeah, very isolated and desolate. And yeah, I think um, yeah, the end of the war or all the war has just sort of yeah, yep. taken its toll on so many places. It's like um, Galaxy Edge now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did we, did we like? Well, I mean, as I said before, you know, it's very much steering to the whole Western thing, just the yep. title of the gunslinger. But I think having a cocky young apprentice or wannabe mm. sort of, you know, tagging along with our hero is very much a Western trope. And 
did we did we get this guy's name at all? I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, I think he, well, let's just call him the kid. Yeah, okay, the kid, no, yeah. he's got that kind of. Let's call him Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I like that he was, you know, ambitious and kind of like a, a little bit in awe of the Mandalorian, but not so much that he, you know, was you know still looking after himself. Very much so. Yeah, and by the end, when he sort of pulled that uh, pulled that triple cross on, uh, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting the the. Target's name, um, Phineas? No, that's not it. Target's name. Oh, the the the, the bounty. Oh, ah, uh, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. Yeah. yeah. You know when he, you know, you know pulls the trigger yeah. on her, it's like I didn't expect that at all. No, nor did I. And something I wrote down was like, okay, is the kid like we wanted Han to be in Solo? Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit sort of a bit. Oh, gone beyond roguish. He sort of had that initially. Had that kind of you know knockabout kind of charm. I was like, oh, okay, no, he's, he's this is the kind of guy who'd shoot Greedo first. Yeah, this, this is this is what Han would do. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, this I think this is probably more like you know you wanted Han Solo to be in Solo, perhaps. I mean, if he if um, Alden Ehrenreich's Han had been a bit more sort of uh, a little bit more ruthless and it, a bit a bit more grim, I think they wanted him. That, that would be though. that would probably be in Solo too, which unfortunately yeah. we're never going to see yeah. unless they turn it into a series, which they might. I don't know. I think based <laughs> on this show, there's going to be. I reckon they might take and turn it into a series. I, I would hope so. I reckon they might. I, I mean, I think it there's would a work. There's been. I think there's starting to be a little bit of resurgence for Solo. Yeah. I think there's a little bit more love for it. People are going, oh. But I think people are starting to realise, oh, wait, we're really not going to get a sequel? But we really do want a sequel, though. Yeah. And it's come out on home video and people are on Disney Plus and things. People are watching it and going, oh, you know what? I didn't like that. Um, what was the last film? Uh, last last Jedi. Jedi. I didn't like that. I didn't go watch Solo as a result. I actually watch Solo now. It's actually pretty good. Pretty good, good yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very much like an old school Star Wars it's really, story. It's really fun. Yeah, so whether there's uh, and whether it gets sort of enough momentum to actually make a movie out of it, more likely if Disney Plus continues to sort of really you know draw in the viewers, it probably get a it it would probably get a series of its own because I mean. Well, let's see. How much does it cost to make The Mandalorian? I think it's like $15 million an episode. An episode? Some of her. Holy shit. Which is a shit ton of money. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you Imagine know. Imagine the money. They've made that back in fucking Baby Yoda merch already. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that everyone falls in love with Yodito as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, as you said about uh, about Amy Sedaris' character, it's like, oh. Yeah. You know. But this, this is the thing. <laughs> Talking about, hey, that was really loud in your, little, in your big old ears. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the character of Baby Yoda has like united Star Wars fans. It's made Star Wars fans love the series again. Absolutely. We, we, I wouldn't say I fell out of love of Star Wars, but I kind of got... Like, it was just it was saturated. There's too much of it. Yeah. And Baby Yoda's just reminded me why I like Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just a very, very adorable character. And again, they're playing it just right. I mean, like I said, he's only in this he's for not, a little not, bit. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're very happy when you see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if there's one way to make you dislike the kid is to have him threatening Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that kid had to go. Well, in, in that last <laughs> scene, it, it, it was a sign of how great the writing was. In that last scene, I know that Baby Yoda's not going to die. But a little part of me is like, oh, but he might. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, this, this one was actually not written by John Favreau, who's written the, uh, the, fir- the, well, the first few episodes, at least. I think, oh, okay. I think he's had his name on all of the... Yep. The scripts for the uh, for the episodes leading up to this one, but this one was just Dave Filoni. Maybe that's why it was one of the co-creators. Do you think? Yeah, maybe because yeah, I mean Filoni's kind of a, a bit of a uh, oh, central part of the whole Star Wars 
universe, yeah. given his sort of a, you know connection with the animated series and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, I was yeah really happy with that, and uh, it, it just had some really good visual aspects as well. Just that bit with the two speeder bikes are just speeding across the yeah. Tatooine desert. I thought, yeah, this is taking me back to the original and. Again, I keep sort of going back to this, but I mean, not in a way that's beating me over the head. It's just like, no, it's not... just feels like a continuation. Yeah, it's not reminding me or... It, it's not obviously reminding me, but it's just sort of, you know, giving me a little nudge in the ribs occasionally. You know, this was fun, wasn't it? Remember yeah. That? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so where do you think they're going from here? Oh, look. <laughs> I, 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 th- I think this guy, by the way, at the end, it's not Boba Fett. I think it is the guy who played Gus Fring... On Breaking Bad. Which is, yeah, his John, uh, John Carlo Esposito. Mo- Moff is... Gideon, I think his character's name is. Okay, then, yeah. He was apparently a um, like a governor in like the Empire. Oh. Um, so now he's sort of like trying to recruit people who are part of, like, he's got some stormtroopers who work for him and stuff. That's apparently what his character's going to be. Ah. You look at a screenshot and he's wearing like a cape. I think it's going to be him. Okay, then. That's my theory. Well, look, anything anything that you know brings Giancarlo Esposito oh, into the into the mix, fucking great at everything. He's very very good in everything, and yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, look, just his performances, Gus Fring on uh, on Breaking Bad and all that. It's clearly a, a guy who doesn't have to raise his voice to threaten you, but is dangerous, bad, very man. intimidating. Yeah, so oh, look, if he comes into the uh, comes into the picture, and particularly the way you say, yeah, bring it on, man, can't yep. wait. One thing I need to just commend uh, the Mandalorian for before we go is special effects. It was when he's landing his ship on Tatooine mm-hmm. into a little port there. Those ships look real. Like when it's landing, it just looks like an actual fucking spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, you can often tell when things are. CG stuff doesn't really sort of have the weight. Like you, you watch the original prequel. Well, not the original, like you watch the prequels now. They look yeah. so bad. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the spaceships just look so fake. But yeah, it just it, looks like really just looks shitty animation. Inc- these incredible. Look, yeah, these look like they've sort of been around the block a bit. They've got a bit of dust and a bit of wear yeah. and tear on them that looks legit. Yeah, to the point where you can't even tell when Yodito's a Muppet and when he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, episode six is coming up. We, yes. don't have, we don't have a title yet. They don't. They don't reveal no, the titles no, no. beforehand, do they? But we need to do remind the, need to let listeners know you're going to Bali. So chapter six and chapter seven are going to be a double whammy in two weeks' time. They are. Because we're not sorry gonna, about sorry about that, folks. I'll be sitting on a beach. You're going to be phoning it in from sipping mojitos. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not phoning it in from Bali. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll phone it in every other time. Like, what are you doing? I'm not watching Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking up. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So thank you once again, guys, for listening. Hope you do enjoy it. We will get into the Mandalorian mailbag in the next double whammy, but guys, short on time because he's heading to Bali tomorrow. Thank you once again for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Catch you then.